Welcome to the Boss Bitch and a Baby podcast, where I talk all things life, baby making as a single woman, business, and more with my no bullshit, no sugar coating take on all of it. I say fuck a lot and live to empower you to give the finger to societal norms. I'm your host, Katie Seller, and if you love cursing, coffee, and being bold, not basic, you're in the right place. Now, are you ready, babe? Let's fucking do this. Hey, babes. Um, I just wanted to hop on real quick, do a quick intro to let you know what we're doing today. Uh, first of all, don't forget you can leave those voice messages because I want some voice messages from you and I would love to feature them on episodes, um, especially if you have questions or hop in my fucking DMs. Uh, even though the outro says Katie Seller, it is at Katie Seller CEO, but that's because, you know, again, Instagram's a dick. <laughs> uh, and leave me some questions or things you want me to talk about or whatever the case. Um, also, today I'm talking to Talisha and I'm so excited. We sort of talked about how we connected. It was, I believe, through like, you know, Metal Marvels previously. And then um, obviously we like super connected when I decided to start trying for a baby. Um, she is also a single mom by choice. And, um, yeah, I love that we get to like, we, I feel like we could have had done a quite a few episodes. Um, but talking, you know, all things infertility, uh, knowing your body, a, how it works, B, uh, knowing your fertility early on in life. If you know that you want to have kids or don't, you know, um, and along, and then also with, uh, you know, this idea that parenting and pregnancy and all these things are supposed to be like butterflies and rainbows and society tells you you're not allowed to complain about it. Like, you know, you went through infertility, so how dare you complain? But we cover all of that. Um, so yeah, I just wanted to hop on and say hi, uh, and we're going to hop right into the uh, interview. So here we go. Okay. So um, I obviously know who you are. And to be honest, I cannot remember how we connected if it was the IVF thing or I feel like it was before that wasn't it uh, yeah maybe before I think we talked a little bit on like the Metal Marvels account um yeah but it really took off when you were going through your IVF yeah so I obviously like I know who you are um <clears throat> but because everybody listening has no clue who you are um or they might but uh tell us who you are um like you know, a little backstory about you and your journey. Obviously we'll get into it more, but, um, sort of like the basics, <laughs> the basics. It's kind of, well, it could go a lot of different directions. Um, I was married and we did try to conceive for maybe two, two, three years. Um, and that marriage ended so abruptly and like some really shady shit came out. Um, and we could totally save that for another podcast episode. <laughs> um, but I knew that I wanted to be a mom and I sure as shit was not going to wait around for some dude to um, meet my standards. And I know that sounds crazy, but like, it's a, it's a fucked up dating pool out there, girl. <laughs> like mm -hmm. it is so bad. <laughs> um, so yeah, I went to, there's not really a ton of clinics here. There's only two, I think. Um, but blue sky fertility is one of the best kind of like well-known, they have great 
um, outcomes. And I just fell in love with all of the staff there. And so I went through a, a couple of rounds of IVF and only had the one surviving embryo. Um, and thank God he came back genetically healthy and popped that bad boy in. And now I have an almost 40 year old little science that, baby. I know that's so crazy. So did you ever, um, did you ever do IUI or you went straight to IVF? Straight to IVF. And Got I it. really liked, um, Dr. Riggs honesty. Um, he sat me down and said, look, like money wise, this just makes sense because I do see less success rates with the IUI and you can continue to go through and, you know, spend all of this money, but this is just a faster way to get, you know, not that IVF is successful every time. Obviously it's not because I did it, you know, more than once, but, um, no IUI for me just went straight yeah. to the big daddies. Yeah. See, we did, I did one. Um, and with my thing too, it was like, I had, which so weird. So I had, well, what I thought was one uh, vial of sperm left. Come to find out, she says I have three, which not sure where those came from. Um, <laughs> uh, and so we did the IUI. Obviously, this was my thinking, you know, I, this was my second to last, like a vial. We were gonna, because if, if anybody doesn't know the difference, the difference being in IUI, they use uh, the entire specimen, if you will, um, where IVF, they can literally pick out one single sperm. Um, and typically, I feel like from what I've seen lately, most doctors do the ICSI, which is literally putting one sperm into the egg and hoping it fertilizes versus like letting a ton of them go at it. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's kind of the only way I feel like to explain it. But with I or like with IUI, you use that whole vial. So you know, we did that, and that was January of twenty twenty one, right? Is that right? No, twenty. I don't know. I don't remember dates anymore. I'm like I because I know he was born in uh no, it was like twenty twenty. That's awful. Um. And obviously that didn't work. And then, you know, things happened. Um, and then in, actually that was 2021. Cause then I, yeah, I had, um, that was sort of, we were be like, it didn't work. And then we made the decision of like, she had the same conversation with me. Like, Hey, she also at the time, which is so weird, thought I had one vial left. Cause that's how we were talking. Like, you know, this is the last kind of, you know, your last vial by my dude was sold out, which sounds so weird when you're talking about sperm. Um, and I too asked. So weird, isn't it? It's it is weird. I remember the day I found out. Like I literally could tell you, we were at BJ's for my friend's birthday dinner or birthday lunch, and I I knew he was running low, and I had gone on. I was like, well, maybe I'll just buy like another one, just in case. Which is not cheap. Like vials range. I've seen as low as six hundred. I've seen as high as twelve hundred. Um, which is crazy for a little tiny ass vial of somebody's ejaculation you know yeah isn't that fucking crazy it is mind-blowing and I don't think people understand the costs that are involved like this shit is nuts um but I got on and I noticed that he was sold out and I literally cried at lunch I was like fuck like and I knew I only had like a few left and this was prior to even doing the IUI and I was just like how weird is it that I'm like (laughs) I'm crying over 
the fact that a there's no more sperm left but like it's just so weird because it's not especially like when you're in the process like it's not just sperm like you know you don't have a partner who has an excess amount in his body waiting to come out like you know and and I don't know when this guy stopped donating but I feel like it was probably like in the early 2000s like I'd say 2004 ish because I mean I think the vials I got were all from 2003 um, which is also another crazy thing how long they can be stored (laughs) and still work you're like, you know, you yeah. think it like it expire or something. No, no, it doesn't. Um, but that was, yeah, me. I like I found out it was he was sold out and I was like I was heartbroken. And then yeah, we did the one IUI and that's when we had that same conversation of like, she's like, if you want to get pregnant, I think our best option is IVF. Um, and of course, like that was a whole thing because shit's not cheap. Um <laughs> And to jump from, like, a cheap IUI to, like, an IVF, you're like, holy fucking shit. Like, mm-hmm. what happened? And it's it's insane. Like, I mean, I'm lucky. Like, I had a little bit of help from my parents because I'm like, I, you know, insurance didn't cover jack shit, which is a whole other thing I could rant on about our, our country. But it didn't cover literally anything. And I was like, what am I, I going to do? Like, I can't put it off any longer, um, which is crazy. How old were you when you started the, like, the medical process? Um, 32. Okay. Yeah, I think. I remember getting into an argument. Yeah, you froze for a second. <laughs> okay, good, good, good. Good old oh, technology. No, no, no. Um, yeah, I think I was, let's see. In 2000, hmm, what, what year was that? Yeah, I was probably around the same. I think 31, 32. It's what, 2000? Yeah, 30. I was about the same age. Um, which is crazy, too, because I was looking up stats before we got on here. And it said that 80% of IVF people are between the ages of 36 and 45, with the most popular being 40 to 42. Which that's is, crazy to me yeah well and I, I was like I don't know I mean that's for me like I feel like that's a whole other thing of like I I feel like a lot of that has to do with like society you know like women waiting so much longer because I think they have this like the societal pressure of like well I'm gonna meet somebody and they like push it off and push it off and push it off and then all of a sudden they're doing IVF at 42 like that's crazy to me that's what I wish like I I wish that more people talked about infertility that's I mean that's why too like I'm pretty I'm super open about it I know you're super open about it and I see some uh, some accounts kind of getting there where they're like talking more and more about infertility and IVF and things like that but like had people talked about this when I was younger like I would have frozen my, I would have figured out how to freeze my eggs in my like twenties. Right. Like, would you have? Yeah. Yeah. That's, I I don't, I I mean, I get it. It's a male run society. So all of this is still like, I feel like super taboo despite like 90% of people. I I also was reading this stat. 90% of people that do IVF are uh, in a, like in a couple slash marriage, whatever with a man. So like, it's not like it's, 
this weird thing like there's a shit ton of people using IVF and especially people with I mean obviously people with males it said it was 90 percent uh women in relationships with men five percent of women in relationships with women and then the remainder were a single people (laughs) and it's crazy like it's not as taboo as people think but like yeah had somebody told me yeah no for sure like in school they they really hammer in like they hammer home like don't have babies this is how you don't get Mm -hmm. but no one talks about your fertility and how ages and how you could be struggling even as you know at 28 29 30 and not even know it yeah that's the crazy thing to me I mean I I obviously have a lot of bone to pick with sex ed but like the same with just like I feel like our schooling education like we don't actually prepare anybody for anything um we learn pretty useless things like I think absolutely we need to know where we came from as a country which is a horrific history in general but do I need to know calculus when I could you I could rather learn how to balance my checkbook or how to maintain a house like there's so many things that like we just don't prepare people for and then you throw in sex ed and it's Mm -hmm. abstinence or here's some condoms and you're like what's in between I literally okay until my I would say late third no not late 30s because I'm not there yet early 30s late 20s maybe until my late 20s I would say I didn't know that we can only get pregnant five days out of the month I yeah I I had no clue I thought because of the way we're taught you have sex you get pregnant that's it yes absolutely yep (laughs) it is it is taught that if you have sex you're getting pregnant and the fact that like if people just knew how fertility works not that a you should just you know not use protection because obviously there's STDs and things involved. But if you're in like a serious relationship and you're monogamous and you're not having to like worry about it or you know everybody is at least getting tested or whatever, you do all the steps. You don't necessarily need a condom if you're figuring out. You know exactly when these things are happening, or you don't have to take birth control that's probably not great for you when you know when you won't get pregnant. <laughs> it blows my mind I literally one day I was like wait a minute what like I there's only five days that I can get pregnant and even then like and then I'm going through you know IVF and learning about like the stats and (laughs) the fact that like not only can you only get pregnant five days out of the month the percentage during those five days is very low right and that's yeah and then I had to come to grasp with, I'm like, then I was, of course, pissed. Because then, you know, you probably experienced this. And going through IVF and stuff, you start to get a bit resentful and a little bit angry at people that just get knocked up. Absolutely. Like, <laughs> the fact that people just, like, fall pregnant, if that's what you want to call it. You know, like, all of a sudden, they're like, oops. And you're like, what the fuck? How? But then also to know the stats and know that it's five days and and during those five days, it's only like 30% or less. You're like, how does anybody get pregnant <laughs> without the help of a doctor? Right? Like, <laughs> right. Yeah. And I, I mean, I did, I am like, you obviously you agree, but I, I found myself so irritated at people at, 
And then I would see the stories of, you know, people that happen to be like addicts or things like that. Or I literally, I got so angry and then I cried. I was watching a episode of, I think it was Live PD or something. <laughs> and they like basically came across the girl. I don't remember. I don't remember the whole backstory, but super pregnant, super on drugs. And I was just like, like, how is this woman pregnant right now? And I can't get pregnant. Like, and to know all those background things, you're like, what? I don't, I don't get it. And that's, I think if we like, if we prepared people, I feel like things would be so different if we talked about it, especially like, that's why I try to tell people, like, if you're in your twenties and you know, you want to have a baby at some point, but you have other shit to do, like, do what you can take two less trips if need be get like freeze your eggs like when when did you hear about egg freezing I didn't know any of it until I was yeah. going through it see which and it is in your 30s yeah I didn't know anything about like um you know my body temperature having an effect my cervical mucus my like the timing that goes into everything my AMH, I didn't know what AMH was. Yeah. I still Nobody don't fully understand all of it. But I was never yeah. discussed. Yeah. None of it. You don't know until you're literally in it. And even then, like, it's so funny. I talked about this on my, like, last episode. But with Maria, my friend, I told her I was, like, uh, when I had taken tests and I told her I was pregnant. <laughs> and she, like, wasn't super, like, this is no, like, state to her. Like, she knows we've already talked about this. But, like. She wasn't, like, super, I wouldn't say excited, but, like, surprised. Like, she had this thought that if you did IVF, you got pregnant. So, like, she thought, she knew I had a, a transfer, so she just thought I was pregnant. Period. End of story. And it's crazy how many people don't know that, like, even that. Like, they literally are putting it exactly where it needs to be. And it and can still not. Yeah. It could not happen. Successful pregnancy, yeah. It's yeah, it's crazy. And then, so when you did your, um, egg retrieval, how did that go? Like, what were your like counts and things like that? So my first round of IVF, um, they, I had like next to, I think I had like maybe three follicles and none of them were getting bigger. I didn't have any more follicles coming in, um, so they just canceled the whole cycle. They were just like, we're done. We're not even going to take you to the egg retrieval because that's money, right? Like anesthesia yeah. and hospital fees and et cetera, et cetera. So, um, and then the second time they saw seven follicles, but they only got four eggs, which I mean, I don't remember learning any of that too. Like a follicle is not necessarily an egg and an egg is not necessarily a mature egg. Like, I don't remember learning that either. So they got four eggs um, and then only the one fertilized. The other three just basically fell apart. So, which that's a whole other thing too. And like, they don't, and I try to like explain to people I've seen going through like IVF. And I I think because I experienced it a lot in the, in one of like, I was in one of those like IVF Facebook groups and you always see there's like women that have, okay uh sorry we cut out real quick um <laughs> that, uh what we were talking about egg or follicles that's what I was something I was seeing in Facebook groups was people who would have like 
if it was what's it called oss or something that like over stimulation something or other whatever the fuck mm-hmm. it's called but those people would come out with like 40 something eggs i'm like what the fuck so then like a you either have like people who have gone through it you would see like kind of two sides there'd be like a sort of a tinge of jealousy in comments because they're like wow like i wish i had that i got four or i got six or even people who got like 10 they're like because 40 is drastic and then you know and it's like how like what i don't understand so then when you like you go through it yourself like i got well when i woke up she, the nurse had told me five and i started crying I, I couldn't tell you how many follicles i had i don't remember at this point but she said five and i was like like that's it because i knew that my follicle count was higher than that and then the girl was like no 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 it's something whatever five was she goes no no, no it's eight and like even just those extra three i felt so relieved like and it's crazy because and that's a lot of things that I feel like people don't understand too is the amount of like those people that get 40 even a lot of them some of them can end up with four and it's because just in general like the whole process a lot of them don't make it like I was told from the and my doctor was the same she was super open and honest and straightforward which is like one of the main reasons I loved her like I don't want bullshit like just tell me straight yeah and she said you know that you can basically expect to by the end lose at least 50 percent. so when they Mm -hmm. said five I was like fuck like that leaves me with like nothing and what's that gonna do so then when they said eight I just felt like relieved because I'm like okay at least there's that option for four like hopefully if all goes well like I could be left with four and so I, I relaxed a little bit um, of course, like in the end, I mean, I ended up with three. One of them though is, was, you had trisomy 22. So that one was, uh, not viable. So I, then I ended up with two. I'm like, which is crazy. I started with eight. You end up with two. <laughs> and I, and I mean, and obviously like, you know, yours worked out and mine worked out. Um, but it's just like, it's all of these things. I feel like we don't, we don't think about in the whole process. Um, and where, cause you said you're like, it's such a weird process. Where did you get your sperm from? I was on California Cryobank. Same. I feel like that's pretty, like a pretty popular one. Yeah. 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 I looked, so I looked through at least two, but I feel like three. I like, I I browsed one. God, what was it called? I don't remember. I browsed one of them and it was like, whatever. And I didn't really like their setup. I can't remember what they were, which one they were called, but I can't. I didn't like something about it. So then I looked at, uh, is it Northwest or Seattle or one mm-hmm. of the whatever it was. I looked at theirs and it was okay. Um, they definitely had like a smaller selection. Um, and then yeah, I was at the same time I was looking at California Cryo, and I will say I feel like a lot of people too like just browsing the sperm. Like if you want to see, so I told people I said it's like it's like a dating website for somebody you're likely never gonna meet right because you're browsing photos mind fuck aspect (laughs) of IVF if I'm honest yeah I would tell people it's like online shopping for like a pair of shoes that you're going to customize all the way Mm -hmm. down to like how they're made like the Mm -hmm. the insoles the laces everything yeah it like I can hear him downstairs it yeah I I'm like, it's so weird because you're like, oh, like that guy's cute. And then I'm like, wait a minute. 
never going to meet him. Like, so it's not like you have to like, because I mean, when you're just looking at it, it literally looks like a dating website. So then you have to like remind yourself that this isn't a dating website. You're never going to, oh, you're likely never going to see this person. I mean, there's obviously a chance, but like, you're likely never going to see this person. And you're browsing his genetic material. And, <laughs> and that's, I mean, did you like, did you have certain criteria that you wanted to like have when you were searching? I sure did. So doing this alone, I wanted him to look like me. I was so Same. weirdly selfish about that. Same. Um, I don't know if that's other people. Was that your experience? Oh yeah. I wanted him to at least look like my family. Like I, I did, I just, I, I don't know. There's something about like, I feel like too, because in going through this process, like, and doing it alone. And I, I've seen some people do like very genetically different kids. Um, I've seen everything, you know, and, and I've been in these Facebook groups, like you see people that like purposely sort of did that um, to like further, you know, expand, you know, the genetics of their family and whatever, and all of those things and like have different genetics in there. And like, for me, it wasn't about like, like, I didn't care about where they were from. Um, I just wanted them to like, look like they could that he like they could come from this family because I right. don't I don't know how I don't know how strong my genes are like and if the kid came out looking completely different than me and I also feel like that being especially single I feel like that adds a different layer of possibly like explanation you have to do to people mm-hmm. and things like that and not I'm not that I would be closed off about it but like every day I don't want to be like asked about you know where he came from you right. know what were what were like your main criteria well so overall health I didn't want anything and this is gonna sound so bad but like and maybe being a nurse for 15 years kind of threw a wrench in this too but look at breast cancer and how it trickles down from all of the you could have a whole line of females in your family on one side generationally that have breast cancer right so that gene um you know I would pay attention to stuff like that um, that stuff that could be passed down and then outside of the health of the person and like their medical health, their family, I looked for, you know, somebody with like dark hair and dark eyes and freckles because I just, I don't know. I wanted my baby to look like me. Yeah. Same. Yeah. That was for me. I mean, I, and I, I obviously not a nurse. So like in looking at things, I'm like, what does this mean? What does that mean? And obviously like I talked to my parents about it and, uh, there was a point like where my dad's like well that's not something that's all right technical difficulties um I forgot that back when I stopped this podcast I stopped paying for zoom so had to quick re-up so we could keep talking um uh let's see we were talking about sperm shopping um yeah so for me (laughs) it was they looked like the family um so I mean and mostly for me, it was actually just light eyes. I didn't really, I didn't have a particular hair color just because like my mom has super, super blue eyes, but brown hair. My dad has green eyes, but like he was a, t- like me, he was a toehead when he was little. So like any kind of hair color, I feel like would, would fit in there as long as they had light eyes. That was kind of my main criteria. And then I also searched like, <clears throat> I think I did like over 5'10 because I was like, well, if it's a boy, like, I don't want him to be short like me. Oh my God. I'm <laughs> so glad you said that. Okay. 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 Shit's getting serious. Okay. 
I went through the same thing. I was like, I'm only five foot two. Like, I don't want to get a donor that's super short and then have like, that's a, I'm sorry, but short guys have it a lot harder out there. Yeah. My, okay. like, so my mom is five. I don't even know if I one five two. I'm five five. I like to say five six because the doctor told me I was five six, and I was like, I'm running with that. Um, and my dad's like five eleven. So like, I feel like there's like a range. Like, and I have a few. Like, I have an uncle and a cousin, or two that are like six foot and taller. They are like the randoms in our family. But like, I was like, you know, I want him to have a fighting chance of being over five six. <laughs> like, I have a cousin who's five seven. I think he's like five seven, five eight. Sorry, Corbin, if you're listening. Um, but like, so there's like there's a good range, but I was just like, I just you know, I would like him to, especially with my mom being like five two and me being five six. I'm like, I need like more of a fighting chance to be on the other side. And I feel like that was kind of the main like physical attribute, obviously besides eyes, that like I searched for. Um, and then yeah, health wise. So what was your? What did you set it to? I think it's like said, your minimum. I think it said five. I think it was five ten. I think my so the donor was 5'11. I think, yeah, 5'11. Um, so like 5'10 was my minimum, and then I just put I chose blue, green, and gray eyes. That's kind of my thing. And the crazy thing though is like even just the eyes, like narrowed it down so much. Like it I when I got on, I was like, oh, there's like three thousand things. Just the eyes narrowed it down to like three hundred people. And then Another thing, so the medical side, I, he has, like, an uncle, I think, that had, like, a heart attack or something at, like, 70. So there was nothing, like, young that I needed to focus on. The his sister had had a miscarriage, um, but, like, it was nothing, there was nothing really in his history that was, like, genetic. The, the people that right. had issues or got cancer were, like, older, and they smoked, or... They drank a ton, had a heart attack. Like there was nothing, nothing on the genetic side that I really needed to like super worry about. Did you do the um, like expanded genetic testing or like the testing of you plus him to see if you had any like overlap? Yeah. Same. Uh, it's. I, I'm glad I did. Yeah. I am um, CF positive. What is that one? Cis- cystic fibrosis I was like I see it's so trippy nobody in my family has any issues with that yeah well that's a crazy thing too I think that you learn through all this is like I never thought about fucking genetics I'm like two people have sex have a baby and also too like in the beginning I was like people have sex all the time and make babies and don't fucking worry about this like Mm -hmm. how many couples have genetically tested their stuff against each other fucking I'd say 5%. I don't know the stats. Don't fucking quote me. But like, I would guess it's very, very minimal. Because people just get knocked up on one night stands and you never fucking think about it. Like, you're not like calling and be like, hey, can we get a blood test real quick so I can make sure that this is going to like work? No one does that. So when I did it at the beginning, I was like, why do I need to do that? People have sex all the time. And my dad's like, "Mm, I think it'd be really stupid to have the science at your fingertips and not do it. Like, what if you don't, and then something happens, or there's something in his family that you didn't, you didn't see, or what if, just, you never know, and I was like, yeah, I mean, I guess you're right, I'm like, well, it definitely costs more money, um, 
but yeah, I feel like I found out that I'm a carrier for random things. Like I don't have them with me, but like, uh, <clears throat> excuse me. Um, what was it? Biotinidase deficiency. I don't know what that is. Um, and like two other things. And he didn't match any of them, obviously. Um, but then he had something that he was a carrier for, which obviously, like, unless you're a carrier, it doesn't fucking matter. But it was just weird to see, like, how these things are, like, in our bodies that, like... Yeah, if you just have no idea. If you just happen to mix with the wrong person, <laughs> something could happen. And you just don't... Yeah. You have no fucking clue. And, yeah, so for me, I, like, I was like, okay, cool. Medical-wise, at least he has nothing. And so it was, it was contingent, obviously, on that making sure we weren't the same carriers for anything. Um, but then what I found out was like that I really wanted, this sounds crazy. I mean, it sounds terrible, but uh, I wanted adult pictures and baby pictures. Um, just because, I mean, and this sounds awful, but like I've seen some very cute babies become not so cute adults and vice versa. And I was like, I just want an idea, you know, of what this kid's going to look like. I mean, Luckily for me, I'm pretty cute. And my kid came out with my fucking twin. So <laughs> I didn't have to worry about it that much. But in the beginning, I'm like, I, I just, you just never know. Like that narrowed it down to like, I swear to God, 30 people. So did you pay extra then to have the adult? Um, I think so. I'm trying to remember. I know some profile. Yeah, I did. Because some profiles, they had them available. You had to pay to see it. Um, so I like, yeah, upgraded to whatever level that was that got me access. Um, cause then that's the crazy thing too, is that a lot of them don't even have baby pictures on there. And I'm like, well, wouldn't, I don't know if maybe it's just me, but I feel like in shopping for something like this, like I would want to see at least something. And so the, mm-hmm. the amount that didn't have baby pictures there, like surprised me a lot. And your, yours had, did he have baby pictures? baby and then toddler and then like a young boy okay but I didn't pay for anything extra like it's crazy to me that they you know (laughs) they have those pictures available but they just like charge you yeah for every upgrade oh yeah you know it's like leather seats cost you more (laughs) fabric so we're gonna charge you extra to have an adult picture yeah just including it like you already have it yeah and then well the crazy thing to me give it yeah the crazy thing to me too was like the um I don't know if yours had it but like the interview like you can hear him talk did yours have that I didn't have a I didn't pay for the voice either oh yeah so I think at one level you got like all of that stuff obviously it was more money yeah but yeah there's like a I have it saved somewhere you bought the Rolls Royce <laughs> sperm daddy package okay <laughs> listen if I was gonna go into this I was like I want all of the things like I like mine what do they say he's like very creative like he does directing and like very like artsy things and um super into movies which I was like cool love movies um but yeah it tripped me out they have like an interview with them and they ask him all these random questions um even like which was nice to hear as they asked him like why he wanted to do it um, and he said that he had a friend that had struggled and, you know, he wanted to like help if he could, um, and, you know, help people have families. And the crazy thing is like, you're listening to these things and I'm like, and I can put, because I've obviously seen his face, I can like put the, the voice to the face and I'm hearing all of this. And then you're like, 
like where like what happened to this guy like because you wonder i'm like he's probably at this point he's probably got kids like probably out there having a relationship and like maybe he's married and it's the weirdest like mindful <laughs> like it, it is it truly is it's it is crazy and like that's i mean when i found him and i was like okay i'm like i think this is you know where i want to go he if his pictures remind me obviously like i wouldn't i would never put his adult pictures on the internet because he's probably out there somewhere and if he runs across them on the internet that's not gonna be fun uh but like his adult photos remind me a lot of my dad um and so i was like okay like i feel like he like fits in you know the family like he looks like he could be a part of it so that was like you know reassuring for me um how do you feel about uh donor siblings okay so i have a couple of girls um in the like single mom by choice Instagram community that went through with looking and they were like just knocked on their ass um with emotions that they were not expecting to feel I personally have not even like tried yeah I haven't gotten there yet I don't know if I want to go there yet yeah, for it's funny to me. I was like thinking about it before we got on today, and I was like, I get super defensive if people say, uh, if they call the donor dad, I get very defensive. Same. Um, I've had to have this talk with my dad. Um, we don't, we do not call him that. That's not what he is. He is a donor. I understand that logistically. He is the biological father of my child, but he is not my kid's dad. Uh, he literally splooged into a cup, and that's the extent of his involvement. Um, and then again, my genetics took the fuck over, so it kind of looks like he wasn't involved. <laughs> at all. But yeah, at all. <laughs> uh, but for me, like donor siblings, at the very beginning, I was super weird about it because I'm like, again, I logistically understand you are related, but like you're not my kid's sibling. I was super weird about it. And then one day I was looking on the, um, for anybody that doesn't know, basically through California Cryobank, you get access to a lot of things. A, there's like a message board so you can see, like I searched there by his number because I wanted to see if anybody was like bitching about it or... <laughs> you know, whatever. Um, you also get a, uh, you register your pregnancy once it happens. So they know like anybody else that's shopping, obviously mine's not available, but in the, if you were early on, uh, you register a pregnancy. So they know that it works. <laughs> um, and then you also get access to donor, donor sibling registry. So you can see, obviously the parent has to then register like what, the stats are of the kid but like you can see that they exist and who they like kind of where they are uh well obviously prior to that i searched the uh forum and i found his number and i like i found someone that was like has anybody used him like we're planning on using him. my wife and i are planning on using him soon blah 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 um and she like provided <laughs> courtney if you're listening sorry uh she provided her like email address and her instagram on there and i was like well fuck I started stalking because I'm like, I what I just want to see. Like, I just wanna I wanna browse, see if this is like something I might do. And like this is obviously the beginning where I'm like, mm, I don't know about this whole situation. 
and I there was a couple other people like oh yeah I have uh my daughter is gonna be x from you know whatever my daughter is about to be three we used him blah 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 so there was a few on there but she was the only one that like left any information so I started stalking her and I don't know what it was like the minute I saw them and I saw their kid I like immediately relaxed and I was just like okay like this is my kids like half sibling and like and it's still weird like I still I don't know feel like I would probably more be more inclined to call him a donor sibling which like isn't I don't feel like maybe not the nicest term but like it's still weird to say like half sibling kind of weirds me out but like I I adore them. Uh, we started talking. Um, I had DM'd her and I was like, you know, she provided her information. So we started chatting. I told her that I was, you know, trying. And so basically they've been around the whole thing um, since before he was even conceived. You know, I was like, I'm trying with him. I did a few at home attempts, not working, blah, blah, blah. Kind of gave her the story, the rundown. We talked about like what they, their process of like what they went through. Um, it's a, uh, Amanda and Courtney, they're married. Um, and they have Harlow, who's so damn adorable. Uh, and she's three now, I think. I could be wrong, but I think she's three. Um, and yeah, it was something about just like seeing them and then like connecting with them. Like I immediately relaxed. And like we've talked about, I was like, obviously, because I was super weird about like, do I want to meet like at some point? Because like, that's crazy. Like, I also, but then part of me, especially after watching some of these Netflix things, uh, it makes me a little bit more relaxed for my my kid to know who and where, uh, so they're mm-hmm. not accidentally, like, dating or something. Because I have seen fucked up things on the internet. <laughs> yes. Especially, like, the ones where there's, like, a like, hundred donor kids, and I'm like, oh my god. Luckily, so far, we know of, there's five. Um, they're all girls. He is the only boy, which is so crazy to me also. Um, and so like, we know like the oldest is seven. Um, and I've spoken with her. She actually commented, she saw somehow found when I posted, um, his number, his donor number on my like blog post when I first like did the whole thing, she found that somehow. And she had commented and was like, yeah, like she goes, I'm pretty sure I'm the first one to, like, to use him, da-da-da, my daughter's almost, at the time, I think she was, like, almost five, she's seven now, um, like, we can connect, and yeah, we've connected, she sent me photos of her, um, and then there's, like, four more, and it's so funny, too, they're, like, scattered around the U.S., which is so weird, um, but, I mean, the only ones I talk to often are Courtney and Amanda and, like, Harlow, um, and they were so cute, too, they actually sent a book when he was born, um, it's one of those like little alphabet books, like made out of animals. And it like, there's a cute little note and it was like, love your friend Harlow. And like, it's, <laughs> I adore them so much. Um, but it's crazy to think like in the beginning, I was like, no, I'm still there. <laughs> yeah. I'm still oh, there. And that's the thing. I'm not ready. Yeah. It's, it's a weird thing. Like you, I feel like too, I feel like because we do this alone, maybe you agree. I feel like we have this like level of, I don't know what the word is like protection yes but like kind of wanting to keep it for ourselves because like we understand the science of it but like it's fucking weird like to 
to think that there is somebody else that shares genetic material with my kid like obviously that, that's not from my family line it's fucking weird it's a it's a it's a very weird thing to grasp like it's i like there's no other way to explain it like it is it's weird yeah and like well, obviously we chose this route but like it, it's just strange it's like the whole fucking thing is strange like i literally like i you probably do too i look at him and i'm like how like where did you come from like how did i make that and like again understand the science i was there for all of it but still <laughs> yeah it's the weirdest thing like i don't know i i literally look at him all the time and i'm just like what i don't get it you're here all of a sudden and like now you're almost one which is so fucking weird and, like i also made you but like i think too like I, you probably do like at some point you all to kind of, like come to grips with the fact that like it didn't happen traditionally and so like you have this whole other aspect of it some days i some days i do find myself mourning what i thought could be Oh, right. Because 100%. Um, like my ex-husband and I, we did try. So then I think. Oh. Um, him having siblings. And I think that's one thing that I struggle with, with the donor siblings is, is he going to, you know, say he's a little older and he's looking, he's like, okay, I have five, like half brothers and sisters. Like, is he going to resent me because I couldn't give him that? You know what I mean? Like, I don't have any embryos left. I have nothing yeah. in the fridge or the freezer, if you will, <laughs> deep freeze. I always say on ice. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, and I, I don't have the means, you know, financially to go through another round of IVF from scratch. Yeah. Like I, I too had a, I think I had one vial left and the girls were like, you make such cute, you made such a cute baby. Like, come in, we'll just old-fashioned turkey based like you know we'll just throw it in there and I'm like well, okay I'm not trying to become the next octomom but um <laughs> so I ended up getting rid of that sperm so it's even more like definitive now I will never give him a sibling yeah yeah that's even a half sibling yeah because I I can't get pregnant yeah that was something I mean when I thought I only had one left I was like well what if this doesn't work or what if it does and then what if in the future and this is obviously before I even knew what embryos I had, but I was like, well, what if, you know, what if, say I only get one and it, it works, but in the future I want kids, I'm going to have to find another donor. Like, and then at that point, my kids are half siblings. And like, I don't know if I like, I don't know. I don't know that I cared that much, but it was still a weird thing to be like, do I want to go through that whole process again of searching? And even now I have one left and I get asked all the time if I'm going to have another. Um, and that's a whole other bag of emotions. Like, I don't know. Um, first of all, it's given I wouldn't have to do the whole process because I mean, I don't know what it was for you, but like the base cost at my office was like 15500 Um, Yeah. And given I have the, the embryo, so now it would only be the cost of a transfer, but that's still... I think at least like $5,000. Um, so do I want to do that? And then also like, this is shit people, other people do not think about is, do I want to do it? A, do I want to raise two kids? Because let me tell you, <laughs> one, hard one enough, on honey. your own is fucking hard. Um, 
especially like Sands Village, which I know you don't have a big village around you either. Um, and so I feel like we're we're pretty much in the same boat. Like my people are in California. Obviously, I'm here now, but on a day to day basis, it's literally me and him. I don't have a solid person that I can be like, hey, I need this done. Um, that's why I've started I started using care.com to find fucking nannies because I was just at a point where I'm like, I can't I can't do it. And I can't like I flew home a one weekend to literally I sat in this office all day so I could get work done and my parents could watch him. And that's not it's not economical either. Like right. given flights to California, they're 45 minutes and they don't cost a whole lot. But it's still like it's still money. And so it's like, you know. Do I want to race two on my own? Can I afford to race two on my own? Um, That's the kicker. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. And then on top of that, too, it's... I feel like, the, again, these are all the things that I think that... When I say a normal person, I mean somebody who can conceive normally, no issues. Um, they don't think about is, what if I do try? And what if it doesn't work? A, it's my last embryo. I, apparently, I do have sperm, which I'm actually in the process of transferring it to Courtney and Amanda because um, they're going to try for more kids. And, like, at this point, I'm, like, gung-ho, like, you guys do it because it's not going to be me at this point. Um, but So then, basically, that leaves me with one embryo. So what if I try and what if it doesn't work? How am I going to handle that? Because that's, like, a whole other thing. And then, again, yeah. you're, you're come to grips with the fact that was my last one. Like, now what? And then, you know, but then also there is the what if I do and it does work or what if I do it and I, you know, at some point lose it. You know, there's just like all these things that I feel like a normal person getting pregnant, like over their fucking heads. It's, there's a lot of things to like grip in all of this, like Mm -hmm. that a lot of people don't think of. And like, that's why like, I, I obviously want to be super vocal about it. I think too, like, that's why I want to do like if I can, like, a few interviews, at least with, like, people that have done this, because I feel like people don't understand, like, the ins and outs of it, um, which I think, and then also, too, I'm, like, leads into one of the main reasons that I wanted you to come on here, because I saw your thing, and I was like, yes, we need to talk about this, and that was about, I don't think it only goes for IVF people, it goes for parents in general, but the whole idea that society has on us that we're not allowed to complain about any of it I think it's more for us oh for sure oh yeah 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 I think I think I would say there's a in large part women period you're not allowed to complain you're a mom it's magical you have to love it you can't complain no matter what your if your partner if you have one how little he does like you're not allowed to complain and then on top of that if you went through infertility treatment like you wanted this kid so bad you did all of this so now it has to be rainbows and fucking shitting glitter all the time. <laughs> yeah. And it's not. It's not. I saw your thing. So how do you feel about that? <laughs> you know, it's it's um, it's twofold because, listen, I am still a part of um, these, you know, these journeys and, and I'm friends with these women and they're still out there in the trenches fighting to have their babies and... I do value that. And I don't ever want to upset anyone or hurt their feelings, but realistically, both can suck and both can be hard Mm -hmm. and you can feel a certain way about 
every step of the journey. Like I'm tired. So it was one of the well-known, she has, I don't even remember how many followers, but, um, and she lives um, near me. Um, but she was just really talking about her mental health and how much she was struggling and how hard motherhood was. But then she was like, I can't complain. I'm not supposed to be talking about this. I'm disrespecting the community. And I'm like, oh my God, why do we do that to ourselves? Mm -hmm. Why do we do that to ourselves? And why do we let other people do that to us? Like, this is one of the hardest things I've ever fucking done. Mm -hmm. I am solely responsible for every aspect of that little tiny human's life. Yeah. From choosing the clothes that I put on him to what pediatrician he sees, what daycare he's going to, what school he's going to, what he, what eat he eats, what medications he takes, what vaccines I'm giving him, how he sleeps at night, every aspect. And it's fucking exhausting. <laughs> Facts. And why do we not allow ourselves to express that for fear of offending anyone? Mm. It doesn't seem fair. Yeah. Yes. Yep. <laughs> I think I, I I think it's heavily societal based. Like I think there's something in I feel like especially like women like we're supposed to handle fucking everything and like never complain about it. So like women talking just in general about even like their mental health like is such a taboo thing and like why we all fucking have like something we're dealing with like why why are you not allowed to complain like the I don't know and I swear like especially in the like fertility world like I don't know I feel I we are I mean we know society is fucked when it comes to babies like on all aspects from obviously the shit we're going through now and the crazy pro-life people and propaganda and all the things that are happening to like fighting for just the general ability to make your own medical decisions um there's this there's just some like rooted idea that like i, I just i don't it's like saying that like this sounds so weird but like you lost a limb and because you did whatever you could to like save up the money to get a prosthetic so you could walk again, like you're not allowed to complain that it hurts. Right. Exactly. Like what the fuck? Of course I'm allowed to complain. Like you have this thing and it hurts or it's draining you or it's fucking mentally, physically, emotionally exhausting. Why can't I not complain? And I don't, and I think too, I mean, I even saw... Um, there are two women, um, I don't know if you follow, it's, well, one of them is Evan Child's, uh, I think it's, I think it's Evan Child's Fitness, and her wife, Alex, they just had a baby, um, and they did reciprocal IVF, um, so Evan's eggs fertilized and then, um, transferred into Alex, um, they just had the cutest little squishy baby, uh, and she had, she made a story, and I, I like, responded to that, I was like, fuck that. She made a story that was like, I know I can't complain, but, and I was like, no, <laughs> complain. You are allowed to complain. Like, I I don't know. I, I mean, I it's obviously, it's a style base. Like, it's not, 
we didn't just decide to put this weight on our shoulders that we're not allowed to bitch about it. It's society saying you're not allowed to bitch about it. But you are. The shit is fucking hard. Like, all of it. I mean, you're literally, like, people, I feel like even to they're like, oh, you work for yourself, you can't complain, it must be nice. <laughs> it's fucking terrible. I love it, but it's fucking terrible. Like, all the shit is up and down and, you know, and, and to say, like, just because, which is crazy, too, if you think about it, like, yes, I wanted this baby so badly that I went this route to make it happen. You also went through something so traumatic to make it happen and expensive and like all of these things. So like, why, why can I not complain? I feel yeah. like more people need to complain. <laughs> right. I mean, well, I, at least just be honest. Yeah. I mean, about where they're at with their journey. Yeah. I agree. I, I mean, obviously like I'm, maybe I don't, maybe I don't do a good job of like bitching about because obviously like I feel like we're also I feel like attuned to like posting like this highlight reel thing and like and I I always talk about like I'm super honest and showing up like I show up however the fuck I look on the internet and I just you know whatever but I also feel when the camera's flipped around and it's like looking at my kid like it's there's not a whole lot of like I don't want to say like negative to it, but like, there's not like, you know, it's, it's the kid doing something cute. I don't necessarily record the minutes where he's like screaming at me because I put him in a playpen. Right. So maybe I will personally do a better job at that. Like I try to put it all out there, honey. Yeah. I mean, you should have seen the messages I got when I posted about Walker taking a shit in his closet. Like <laughs> he's three and a half years old, almost four. He's completely fucking potty trained he's just a little asshole and like he was pissed off at me because I wouldn't let him hit my work laptop (laughs) in the middle of a meeting with my managers and I was like listen I'm gonna put you in your room just play with your toys I'm gonna shut the door I will come get you as soon as I'm done and then we will spend quality time together we'll go do this we'll go do that yeah, he opened his closet, dropped trout, and took a shit on my brand new carpet because he was pissed. Not because he didn't know any better. That sounds like my I cat. mean, kids could be fucking assholes, but I made it a point to part like post every aspect yeah. of it. I and I've gotten a lot of hate. Yeah, but I will. I'm like that's if one thing comes from this episode, I will do better about doing that. Um, cause I do that with myself, but I feel like I don't necessarily do that with him. Like he, I did one, he like yelled at, or he was whining, let's say cream, scream crying. He was crying his head off because I wouldn't let him eat my Cheetos. <laughs> and I'm like, listen, you're not at that point yet. You can have your baby Cheetos. You can't have my Cheetos yet. I share almost all of my food with you, but you can't have Cheetos. Like you can't even chew yeah. them yet. Crying his fucking brains out. He sobbed because I told him to take the doorknob the kitchen doorknob out of his mouth because there's like where my cabinets are he's tall enough to where he can literally put his mouth around the doorknob and I'm like get your fucking mouth off the doorknob why are we making out with the doorknob and he'll do it to all three that are like in a row I'm like and so I told him I said no but get your mouth off the doorknob and he started crying as if I broke his leg like Mm -hmm. (laughs) child I what are we doing here what are we doing 
<laughs> but I will I will do better too because yeah I feel like I feel like it's a whole lot of things are just like I mean I bitch about this I just all the time in general I just feel like it's there's a societal pressure across the board for like literally everything and it's mostly placed on women um that you just are supposed to be a certain way you can't act a certain way you can't look a certain way dress a certain way love a certain way all of these things now you can't even fucking decide what you're gonna do with your body in most places and heaven forbid you have a child and the bitch about it and that's what i told her i said complain like pregnancy is not rainbows and butterflies i got very lucky that like the worst of my pregnancy was horrific pelvic pain but like i still haven't actually like fully expressed how fucking bad it hurt and i still think that i'm lucky because some people have horrific pregnancies and there's this idea across society and everything that like you're supposed to be like barefoot pregnant and fucking like fucking feeling magical <laughs> and i'm i didn't feel magical most of the time the times i felt magical was probably just sitting there watching him move around on my stomach that was like the height of magic mm-hmm. other than that Same. i'm like i have to lay down all day second and third trimester because my pelvic pain is so bad that if i sit and get up i literally cannot walk it's not fun i threw up almost every day for nine months my friend lauren i got thing. so good that i could hold my hair with one hand hold my urethra with the other because god knows like you're gonna pee yeah your pants like that's inevitable puke and then i would be fine and i would just get up and like walk away that's my friend lauren had whatever that's called hyperemesis or whatever puked every day like she i know i because i'm like i watched all of her stories like she she's very honest about all this stuff too which i love but she like spent a lot of her pregnancy in the shower because she could sit on the shower floor and like I don't know if it was the water or what it was. It was probably the only time she felt like decent. Not normal, but like yeah. decent to where she wasn't like dying all day. And then yeah. the the shit people go through in pregnancy that they don't talk about is mind blowing. Like it, yeah. And to think, I mean I I don't know. To me personally, I think you can complain about fucking all of it. It's fucking rough from the start, especially if you're dealing at any point with any sort of infertility like you are struggling like it's not an easy thing and you don't know if it's going to happen and like that has its own own sort of issues so then you get pregnant I, told, I was like it's like three like three separate pockets of anxiety like <laughs> trying to get pregnant is its own thing then you get pregnant and you're like fuck I have to keep this thing alive like in me yep but then it comes out of you and you're like fuck I have to keep this thing alive out of me <laughs> you're like what the fuck there's some <clears throat> excuse me some societal thing that like it's magical the whole thing straight through until they're 18 like it's bliss it's what you were born to do yeah right it's what yeah. women are made to do it's what we're here for to be an incubator yeah um exactly <laughs> and I think too like the fact that we chose to do this alone there's like that guilt of well you didn't, I don't you didn't want help because, you didn't want help so yeah yeah and I've gotten that from I mean even from family members yeah that's I mean I think too like with my parents when I brought up like <clears throat> like bringing in help or when I was going to like Sky Luna I was like 
they'd be like, oh, let's go, whatever. And like, oh, well, like, do you need to go? I'm like, yeah. Like, I can I afford a nanny right now? Not necessarily, but I also can't afford not to. Like, I don't have time to do much. Like, he's very mobile and he's into fucking everything. And like, given I, I'm very good about, I like, I let him be very independent and like, he literally, I will sit on the couch and I'll be doing whatever. And I'm like, and he's walking around the house. Like, there's not a lot of obviously like, booby traps for the kid, but like, he'll be walking around. He's like in the kitchen. I mean, I'm downstairs. It's not massive, but he's like in the kitchen. He'll walk around. He walks near my like shipping stuff, boxes it up on the floor, or he'll pull inventory out or whatever. And he ends up over by me. And then he's like in his playpen. And like, I try to be very like, I let him have that independence because obviously, like, I don't want to be like super helicopter. Um, but I'm like, but still, even then with him having the independence he does, I still can't get much done. Because, of course, I'm like, every two seconds, like, making sure he's not falling on something. And I'm like, yeah, I I need the time. I'm like, I don't think you understand, like, the, the, the shit I can't get done. So then, too, like, it was, I posted this on my stories, but it was very, like, <clears throat> like, validating when my dad watched him when we went to see Adele. And we came home, and my dad's like, I understand how you get jack shit done now like mm-hmm. my dad watched him for four hours and my dad was exhausted first of all and he's like he is non-stop he's all over the place yeah. i'm like yes exactly like all right moral of the story zoom hates me um <laughs> gonna get that figured out um but yeah I, yeah I, we just talked real quick but i feel like we did we covered a lot um i feel like if anything comes for this episode, I want people to A, uh, talk about your fertility way sooner. Um, I think more people, like, especially if you're in your 20s, like, go see a doctor. Doesn't have to be a fertility doctor. Your OB can do it. Run some tests. Uh, it's a quick, like, blood draw, a quick look in your fucking uterus. Um, and, like, just see where you're at. Like, I mean, because did you, you didn't do that until like what, right when you started this? Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um. So yeah, if you're in your like 20s, and you know, you want kids Um. sometime down the road, go to a doctor and just see what you're working with. Make a plan of action. Um, And also learn a little bit about when exactly you can get pregnant during the month. I think especially now with, with the state of our country, um, I, if I lived in a state that was not a safe place, I would absolutely look into a fertility tracker of some sort, not on your mobile phone. Um, like, uh, what was that one? I like, I, I used it and promoted it. Mira, like during when I was getting pregnant, there's, it's its own little thing. It does have an app, but like, you don't have to use it or even just the cheapy strips that you buy at the dollar store, uh, and just track like when you're the most fertile and avoid sex during those times or wear a condom um (laughs) be careful but definitely like learn more people need to learn more about their bodies and their fertility especially early on um also oh I was gonna ask if I didn't ask you your uh donor is it open id is it closed um is there one that's in the middle (laughs) I can't remember Uh, I I think open id is in the middle there's a there's one I feel like there's one where they can know early or they can know whenever, 
Um, mine's open ID, which means at 18, at the kid 18. can reach That's out. That's the one that I did. Yeah. 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 So at, uh, there's also, for people who don't know, there's also just like straight anonymous. Like they don't ever want to be found, period, end of story. You have no options. Um, ours are open ID, which means at 18, um, our kid can contact the, the bank and say, hey, I'd like to be co- put in contact with my, my donor. And then... Uh, they basically reach out to the donor and the donor can say yes or go fuck yourself, <laughs> basically. Um, which is a whole other thing. Uh, I don't know. I mean, I I don't know about you. Like, I might be very open because my dad was kind of like, well, how, like, how do you explain it? I'm like, I, from the beginning, even when he can't understand, I will tell him how he was created. Um, a, I think there's literally no harm in being very technical of like the science of it. I think it's cool, first of all. Um, I think from a kid's aspect, they're like, whoa, like, <laughs> you know, that's like a whole thing. Um, and I think there's also then like the dreamy aspect of it of like, you know, I wanted you so bad that like this is kind of what I did. And I found some random person via a website that was like willing to help build a family. Like, you know, there's kind of two aspects to it. Are you telling him like, day one I mean as soon as he so for me because I know you still keep him at home um but Walker has been in daycare since he was three months so I had that initial shock of him seeing all of the dads at the drop-off and having to kind of navigate that I never thought in a million years it would happen as early as it did um but he he still brings it up and we still talk and yeah. I have actually taken books in to daycare to read to the class because even at three and a half in his little pre-K class, they tease him about, you know, not having a daddy or of course you have a daddy Walker. How can you not have a daddy? So, yeah. um, you know, I've involved him in helping educate his friends and his peers, even at three and a half, um, as to what that looked like for us and, why he you know he is telling the truth he doesn't have yeah. a body and that's okay all families are different yeah that's a good idea about the books I never thought about that obviously I'll have to cross that bridge when he goes to like school but there's a lot but of IVF yeah. books um there's a lot less you know single mom by choice um one book I, that I, I really one. really like that is just in general is Todd Parr um he does one that's like all families and it just talks about how all families are different. Um, okay. And then like there is a book that's knows. called Two is Enough. And it's it doesn't necessarily speak to like IVF, but it talks about how like a grandparent may be racing or, you know, things like that. So there's books out there. But yeah, I, from day one, have, have yeah. talked to him openly and just yeah. factually about the process and and how he got here and how, you know. You don't have a yeah. daddy, but that's okay. Yeah, I'll put those in the notes because yeah, I think I'm gonna look into them too. I think I have one that's like a single mom's by choice, and I feel like somebody—I don't fully remember right this minute—but like I think it's somebody that is a single mom by choice wrote it, and it's like a—it's definitely like a picture book sort of thing about like the process, and it's definitely one of the more like whimsical ones. Um, I feel like there's one other that I have, but I'll need to look. Obviously, his bookshelf is at home. Um, but yeah, that's—I mean, for me, obviously, like in being at like right now people are people 
like he doesn't obviously understand who the people are except for he knows me and he knows his grandparents um but like and I think he would do I, I think my dad asked my mom she's he's like is he saying dada I was like well yeah all kids say it it's a it's a sound first of all before it's mm-hmm. what we call somebody um and he always he says mama when he whines he's like mama mama which is so cute but um I'm like yeah it's you know at this point it's a sound it's not it's not a person um and he's seen the I mean he's seen people at like Skyline and dads and comes and go obviously he at this point he just literally thinks they're just a person like whatever um but yeah for me like I'm very I I plan to be very open like and yeah I mean I'm not really I feel like said a lot yet at this point because obviously like he doesn't grasp a whole lot of it um but yeah I'm super like I plan to be very open um for me I all it feels weird to not be like I kind of feel like you're doing your kid a disservice to not tell them how they were created like given that you're not gonna be like oh yeah I got drunk when I did a bar and got knocked up by some guy and like now you're here a little different um but telling them I feel like just the I feel like the science is cool to understand I feel like the the level of like love and want that it took to create this tiny little human like I feel like it's I don't know maybe I'm fucking weird but I feel like it's such a like it's a cool thing to do like and I understand kids are assholes and like they don't understand they're also like regurgitating what their parents say and things like that but like to me I feel like it's like a it's not like superpower but it's like a cool thing I feel like to have to know that that's how you were created like you weren't some one night stand at a bar like you were this well thought out plan yeah a very expensive one for sure (laughs) but like you were this like well thought out thing that took so much to like create like not me gonna get choked up right now fucking hell better get it get it together katie i can't you got that first birthday emotion oh god i oh i cannot i don't i made it real this morning literally he's like sleeping next to me i'm like I know I go back and look at pictures all the time and I'm like where the fuck did time go I was searching my phone for something to post for the brand and I stumbled across his like hospital pictures and I was just like oh my god like I stared at them for like a while I was like this is I can't I'm like and then I lost track of what I was doing like what I was actually doing for the brand because I was like in this whole mess of like oh my god like I thought that was like two weeks ago and now it's not it's like uh, almost a year ago <laughs> yeah <laughs> I don't I don't like it I literally my best friend was like oh god I don't she's like I can't handle this and I hate it I literally hate it I don't but that's one thing I feel like nobody prepares you for is how fucking fast this shit goes but no you hear like, people you know people older than us say that but it doesn't really resonate until you're yeah living it my my ex's mom she we're we're like friendly and she actually lives in vegas now um and she like came over and like hung out with him one day and she was like yeah she's like the days are or what she said the years are short but the days are long is that how it long. goes yeah and i was like i don't i don't want to hear that like it sucks like you blink and and then my friends like she's just like just wait then they're gonna be like 13 i'm like no no i'm not here for it i'm not yeah I don't want him to not grow, but like, come on, like slow yeah. down just a little. 
Like he's going to be four. And then I tell myself in one more year, it's going to be kindergarten. That's insane. Yeah. What? <laughs> yeah. Because I remember when he was tiny. Like I've known you for that long. Like he was tiny. Yeah. And now he's like, nah. <laughs> like, I hate this. Well, we say he was tiny. I mean, <laughs> he came out nine pounds. So <laughs> he wasn't listen, ever really tiny. <laughs> an- another part of like pregnancy. I was like, listen, there's no way I'm having a tiny baby. Like my chunky ass is going to have a round kid. And at my 30. 30- Six thirty-five, whatever, whatever appointment that was when they like do like with the kind of the last measurements, they're like, oh, he's like six pounds twelve ounces, and I was like, cool. So by the time he comes out in four more weeks, he's gonna be like, I don't know, eight because I was eight three, and then he came out six thirteen. I'm like, somebody measured wrong, <laughs> but also how is he only six three like or six thirteen? I literally thought this baby was gonna come out yeah. fucking roly poly. Nope, and he's yeah. still like. My dad's like, fuck, you are heavy. I said, he he does not look it, but fuck, he feels it. Like, and I think he's he's a tall kid. After a little bit, I'm like, my arm is dead, but you're like, yeah. I, you're skinny. What is happening? Like, it's all in your length. I don't know. He's, yeah, I was going to say, he's tall, right? Yeah, he, I mean, the last measurement, he was like 76th percentile for height, uh, which I was like, fuck, are you going to be taller than I planned on? <laughs> like, oh, God. But he's only like 35% for weight. So he's going to be, a, I think, a tall, skinny kid. I'm like, next to your short, chunky mama. <laughs> 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 oh, my God. Okay. Um, all right. I'm like, I feel like we covered everything we want to. Um, like I said, A, the people, freeze your fucking eggs or talk to a doctor, whatever. And uh, B, start complaining more. <laughs> yes. Yes. come play more and like it seems negative but I don't I don't feel it as negative like I like you're just you're allowed to complain the shit is tough like why act like it is rainbows and butterflies no when I would other you know maybe there's a mom out there that's in the thick of it and feels like I she's, think she's yeah. alone yes yeah. that's I've had a lot of people that are like oh like they'll complain in a group and they're like I thought you know and then there's like tons of people that comment after they're like I'm going through the same thing and like you feel so but especially in IVF like especially as a single mom by choice like you're in going through the process like yeah my people were here like my mom was there for like a lot of appointments but like then at the end of the day like it's just me sitting there going through all of this and like you feel so alone especially in those IVF groups like there was some it was hit or miss I feel like in those groups but I it definitely helped to realize like how not alone you are like there's so many people like going through the same shit and that's not just IVF that's fucking pregnancy that's raising children and it's because we don't talk about it enough so fucking complain share like all the nitty-gritty like your kid shitting in a closet (laughs) I mean listen if your kid shits in the closet I'm here for you (laughs) but also if you're in your laundry room sitting on the floor crying you know, I'm here. F- I'm here for that too. Yeah, I know. I'm like, at what point can I eat edibles again? Because I'm like, I still am like in that weird spot. I'm like, I always puts me alone, but I'm like, God, I could use the edible so bad. <laughs> Wait, so, what's stopping you? I don't know. I feel like part of me is like, well, because I feel like normally I did edibles when I like slept, and so like, a well, because we, you know, we co-sleep, so there is. While I'm like, a, I don't want anybody's opinions on it. There is still a part of me that's like, obviously, I want to be fully alert while he's sleeping in the bed next to me because you never fucking know 
so I just I don't know I haven't dabbled obviously because you know it's just it's just us but I've god I miss them a lot I also feel like weirdly like we're gonna I'm gonna I don't want to go off on a whole other tangent but like weirdly uh pre-pregnancy anxious as fuck about a lot of things um like very very anxious especially like relationally with the ex um I have like anxious attachment so anxious about everything and then I got pregnant it didn't go away obviously like I'm anxious about things but like my biology changed like and I I don't find my like I was so anxious I mean I literally had to like eat edibles to calm the fuck down and I haven't had that since getting pregnant like it's so weird how you're like I mean shit you don't expect to shift like does just because like your biology changes when there's yeah. a fucking human growing in there so I haven't I haven't needed them as much but like there have been times where I'm like it'd be really nice to just like <laughs> zen out right now <laughs> so one day you can start with up. like a half C that's true that's true I should I should look into that I am very much an advocate for weed and parenting. I just haven't dabbled again myself, but I think you could be a great parent and eat edibles. I think that you could be a really good parent. I think you could possibly be your best parent self. True. It'd definitely be the most chill version of you, right? Yeah. I love it. I love it. Okay um before we sign off tell everybody where they can find you uh if they want to connect talk about the kids shitting in the closets things like that where can they find you that is hysterical um I really you know I'm weird about the socials I only have Instagram I'm sure that makes me a loser um but it's at Talisha Rosie T-A-L-I-S-H-A-R-O-S-I-E and really that's it just perfect program I like it. It's simple. I have too many and I'm trying to get rid of a lot of them because um, I just also despise them. Um, but I will put that in the show notes, everybody. Um, if you listened today and took some little nuggets, like, please let me know. Um, I will post it on my stories. Um, there is that new thing. I'm going to link the little like voice messages, um, which Anchor has, which I think is super cool. So if you find that link and want to leave a voice message, um, maybe your kid shit in the closet or in public. Maybe <laughs> you want to bitch about being a parent or how fucking hard your pregnancy was or anything like that. Um, send that little voice note because I think that's so rad. And then I can include it into a uh, future episode. Um, I will also do a post too. So you can leave stuff in the comments, DM me, whatever. I will share if you have anything that you want to share in relation to this episode. Um, and yeah, thanks for fucking hanging out. Thank you for doing this with me, um, despite all of these technical issues with fucking Zoom. Um, but yeah, I mean, we might have to do this again, because I feel like there's probably I more shit we can it. cover. <laughs> we can probably cover so many things. Um, so we will have to do that. Um, and yeah, if you guys uh, liked it, loved it, whatever, send me some messages and we can chat. Bye, babes! Thank you so much for listening today. If you loved this episode, I would love it if you would leave a review on iTunes so more babes can find me. Don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss a new episode. If you want to stay up to date on this crazy life of mine, you can follow along on Instagram at Katie Siller. Slide into my DMs with any questions you may have for future episodes. And until next time, later babes. Later babes.